Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Jesus said, occupy until I come. You know what that means? Do business. But because there has been no, listen carefully, joy in the church. The church has been satisfied with coming together to feel comfortable about the misery around us. And taking gratification that Jesus is coming and that the Antichrist is going to be revealed and so on and so forth. And let me put it to you like this, just so you get this. The Antichrist cannot be revealed. He cannot step out of the shadows until the church is called up. Are you following that? We're the ones that are supposed to be standing in the way. And by the way, for all of you that really think... You need to do business now because we're only going to be gone for seven years. You better read your Bible. So if we're going to be gone for seven years, we're coming back for a thousand year reign on the earth where there will be no restriction of the devil. Are you following me? No hindrances. So you better be occupying. Here's what we're, I, I, I heard one preacher put it like this. You need to be acquiring. If you study the seven years in the Old Testament, if somebody occupied your land because it was vacated at the end of seven years, if they used it, they got to give it back to you plus other things that they've used to harvest off of it. You understand what I'm saying? But the church has been too busy, and I'm talking about recently, when Jesus is coming. When is he going to catch up the church? Now listen very, very carefully. My dad said this for years, and I'm going to say it to you today. There will be no catching up of the church until, Jesus is not coming for the church until Jesus comes in the church. What does that mean? That means you're not supposed to sit on what you think is your blessed assurance and rock your way in your little rocking chair until Jesus comes and catches you out of here. You found Isaiah, I gave you plenty of time to find it. Isaiah chapter 60, I'm going to read verses 1 through 5 out of the King James. We're going to come in just a moment and read it out of the Amplified Classic. Listen to this. Arise, shine, for thy light. Listen to this, thy light, the light of the church. Now I know he's talking to the nation of Israel, he's talking to Jerusalem, I get all of that. But there's some parallels here. Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory 
of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad when God butts in. How many of you like for God to butt in on some of your circumstances? Okay? If he butts in on your circumstances, what are you going to do? He's going to shed some light. And his glory is going to be seen on your circumstances. Everybody say glory. glory. I want you to get this. I, I heard a good friend of my dad's preach this one time. He says, when you talk about the word glory, glory is one of those heavenly words that it takes heaven to define. You can't even have words to describe it here. And he said, the Lord shall rise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen, shall be seen, shall be seen, shall be seen upon you. Seen. Everybody say seen. seen. Now, and I'm not here throwing any stones at anybody because I've been here more recently than not. If it's seen... You know, some people are afraid to invite their relatives or their friends to church because they don't want their friends or relatives to see that everybody here has lemon juice for breakfast. <laughs> are y'all getting that? Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to be baptized in prune juice. Y'all understand that? Turn to your neighbor and say, uh, you know what a commode's for. <laughs> we need to flesh that attitude out. The attitude of the world with present circumstances has infiltrated the church, and God says, I'm going to do something about it. Hopelessness, or in fact, we're more confident in a lie than we are the truth of God's word. And now God says, I'm going to mess up all of that, and I'm going to confuse it so you won't even know who to believe. And you're going to have to decide if you're going to believe me or not. Most people have no clue as the time we live in. I said, that glory shall be seen upon you. Turn to your neighbor and say, it looks like you need a little touch of that glory right now. Now watch this. And the Gentiles, that's the non-believers, shall come to thy light, to thy light. Notice this, thy light. Jesus is the light of the world, but do you know what he said to the church? Now ye are the light of the world. You, the church. And kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let me read that again, that last part. And kings to the brightness of thy rising. I'll just let that resonate. Lift up thine eyes around about and see all they that gather themselves together. Now stop. Most of the time when things are gathering together or people are gathering together, they're here to oppose, restrict, hinder the flow of God. But not in this case. Listen to this. 
All they that shall gather themselves together shall come to, thy, to thee. Thy sons from, shall come from afar. Thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Then shalt thou see. Everybody say see. see. Now I want you to get this. This is seeing it. And flow together. And thy heart shall fear and be enlarged. Most of the time, our hearts have been so narrow and so little in focus that we can't, we can't see what God wants to do. Now listen carefully what the book of Ephesians says. Eye has not seen. Ear has not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Now, do you love him? Now, see, we've all put that over there in the pie in the sky. And, and that's not what he said. He said this is going to be seen on earth. That's what he said. Now, listen to this one. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Now listen to how he does it. According to his power that works in you. He's not going to do it with your intellect. Now you got to do something about your intellect. And we're going to talk about that for just a moment. In just a moment. Our intellect is what's got us in the way. Let me read the rest of this, verse 5. And because of the abundance of the sea, the abundance of the sea. My dad taught this for years, and I'll never forget him teaching it. The sea represents unbelievers. It's not fresh water. It's contaminated water with salt. How many of you know that the more you drink salt water, the thirstier you become? Okay? So it represents unbelievers. And the abundance of the sea shall be converted. I like the way it puts it in the King James there. Converted. Everybody say converted. converted. Shall be converted unto thee. The only reason why I'm not preaching this is I've got to save my voice. Because I would really get beside myself here just so I'm con constraining myself for your sakes the force of, forces of Gentiles shall come unto thee now that word forces and some of you are getting there's a lot of teaching now and even people that once taught it now are abandoning it the word forces here means wealth Now, I want you to pay attention right here. We use money and we love people. We don't use the church to get money. Many people in the past have used the principles of prosperity without making Jesus the Lord of their business or the Lord of their life. God says, I'm not going to do that in this last day. 
I am going to cause the forces of the Gentiles, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. That's not my subject matter. But I just want you to see that. Okay? They're going to come to you. Now, everything that we just read, in fact, pull it up on the Amplified if you would. And let's read that. Everything we just read applies to this element of time we're in. In fact, it started when Jesus came into the earth. The culmination of that, Jesus came for the church to be born. Okay? He's the firstborn among many brethren. Now, why did he do so? He did that so the church now becomes the lights of the world. But the church hasn't understood anything about what I'm saying. And God's saying, I am going to arouse and awaken this generation of believers. Did you find it in the Amplified Classic? Did you put yes or no? Okay, thank you. Listen to this. Arise from the depression and the prostration in which your circumstances have kept you. Wow, is right. Rise to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord shall be, has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and dense darkness all peoples. But the Lord shall rise upon you, O Jerusalem. And by the way, I just want to throw this out here. There's a heavenly Jerusalem. And His glory shall be seen on you. Notice this word, seen. The world doesn't perceive it other than the five senses. So it has to be seen. Everybody say it has to be seen. What we're going to talk about is one fruit of the Spirit. This is talking about fruits of the Spirit where is, is our subject matter. I'm going to talk specifically about one particular fruit. But before we do so, that's all we're going to do right there, guys. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. You find that in Galatians chapter 5. The fruit of the Spirit. Everybody say fruit. fruit. It is not a work of the flesh. In Galatians chapter 5, you'll see the works of the flesh. In other words, the flesh works to produce this. But the fruit of the Spirit. Everybody say fruit. fruit. My dad I used to use an illustration like this. He said, you never see a peach tree over there going. And then you go over there and ask the peach tree, why are you frowning? Why are you frowning? I'm trying to produce peaches. You never see a fruit tree doing that. 
Do you? But the works of the flesh work real hard. You say, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to produce the works of the flesh. And it does its, it, it goes into overdrive. And it wears a person out. Okay? Now, <clears throat> in order for, it's going to be natural for a peach tree to produce peaches when it has all the necessary elements. Proper water, proper nutrition, proper sunlight. It's just naturally going to do it. Everybody say naturally. naturally. The church has been so busy trying. Li listen to what the Bible says. The wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. With all the turmoil and stuff we see around here that upsets me. God says, you're never going to do anything about it, Ronnie. Never. Because you think that you're going to just be angry. And some things ought to anger you. When they're, they're trying to tell your kids at school are really not, you know, that, that, that he is a her and not telling you about it, that ought to upset you. But you can go back to the reason why it happened. Because we've forfeited our God-given responsibility as parents to bring up our children, and we forfeit it all until, listen, none, none of this stuff is new, it's just manifesting. I remember a guy who was, listen, I'll never forget, he was attorney general for the state of Texas. I think his name was Maddox. I met him one time. He used to poke fun at me. Went to a Baptist church all the time. I think he may have been a Baptist deacon. And he made a statement that our children are wards of the state. Now, I'm talking about 30 years ago. What you're seeing today is just a manifestation of what's been in the works because the church hasn't understood what I'm talking about. But today, there's something new happening. It's being born by the Spirit of God and not by the intellect of man. There ought to be some things that upset you. That ought to upset you to wake up. How many of you ever been in a deep sleep and you kept trying to wake yourself up? I've been there. Especially if it's a bad dream. Well, guess what? We're dreaming a bad dream. Turn to your neighbor and say, wake up. Now, if you're going to bother me with time, you might as well leave now. Because I'm going to do God's business. Get to the point, Pastor Ronnie. I'm going to get to it. I have to go around the world because some of y'all are so far behind. Galatians chapter 5. I want to read... Uh, Let's just go to Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to skip around with the King James for a few minutes, and then we're going to read something here. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 5. First thing he says, 
verse number one, is to stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. The church has been entangled with the yoke of bondage, but Jesus is going to set this generation of believers free. Now, when I say generation, I want everybody to hear me. Everybody. If you've got a little white on your head, I want you to get this. We're not talking about just the younger generation. We're talking about those that are here. We've been fed a lie, and we bought into it. Nowhere in the Bible does God tell you that you're supposed to reach a certain age, set on your blessed assurance, and rock yourself right into heaven after you wait for 10 years of suffering because you can't go fishing anymore. Are you following me? No place in the Bible says that. Where did we come up with that? Society. We've been entangled again with the yoke of bondage. What I see in the Bible is Joshua and Caleb. Caleb was 85 years old. He had to wait for the unbelieving generation to die. And he went to Joshua and he says, you see that mountain right there? I want that mountain. Somebody asked, well, are you able to take that mountain? Yeah, I'm just as able today as I was back there 40 years ago. Are you listening? The reason why we've fallen into that is we've lost our Holy Ghost joy. You get your Holy Ghost joy back and you don't give a rip what people think. You don't give a rip about those that are around you that are talking fatalism. You don't care. Because you've got a joy in here. I'm not talking about in here. I'm talking about in here. Happiness has to do with this up here. Joy is in here. In the book of Nehemiah, listen to this. In the book of Nehemiah, Jerusalem is in a disarray for previous decades of disobedience. The walls were tore up, the gates were burned, and God raised up Nehemiah and gave him favor with the king and he sent him back. And the Bible says that, you can read the whole story, I'm not going to read the whole thing, or not go through the whole thing. He started building, rebuilding the walls. Everybody say, rebuilding the walls. Rebuilding the walls. They started... And every God used him, and they started, every man started working to what was in front of them. Did you hear what I said? He didn't, they were in the city, and they, what, whatever section of the wall was in front of them, that's what they went to work doing. And the enemy didn't want them rebuilding it. They worked so diligently that they wound up putting a sword in one hand and a work tool in the other hand. Are you following me? 
And it came one day that Ezra and Nehemiah came to read the book of the law. And as he's re they're reading it, people begin to weep. Now, don't if you think Pastor Ronnie's long-winded, I want you to understand, they just read a book from morning to mid-noon. Turn to your neighbor and say, Pastor Ronnie's not that... I know you are speaking by faith. But they wanted to hear from God. And they started weeping because they was hearing the word of the Lord that they hadn't heard for decades. Now listen carefully. Some people are remembering the way it used to be. Thank God for that we've had some experiences. But God says, hey, as long as you focus on the past, you won't build the wall in front of you. And this is what, this is what Nehemiah and Ezra told him. said, don't you weep. Don't, no more grieving about the past. No more. This day is holy unto you. Say this with me out loud. Today, Today. is holy. Unto me. And this is what he said. This is a time to rejoice. For the joy of the Lord is your... Say it with me out, again, out loud. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Glory to God. Now listen. The economic form is not bigger than God. He's El Shaddai. The God that's more than enough. The United Nations is not bigger than God. The CDD or CD, notice that they, they just stay barely above F. They're not bigger than God. Are you understanding what I'm saying? We've let the world and this secular humanism dictate to us our joy, and they give you none. Our joy comes from the Lord. Everybody say that. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You that have a little white on top, God ain't finished with you. If He was finished, you wouldn't be here. Are you listening? You're still here, ain't you? You still breathing? Well, I can't do what I used to do. That's because you're depending on what you think with your intellect and not depending on the joy of the Lord. Everybody say the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. Now listen, that joy comes from down here. It doesn't come from up here comes from down here. And you that are young, get ready. Because all you've heard is about the past. But our past is about to become your future. In other words, I'm talking about, we've heard about the revivals of the past. We've heard about the great things in the past. But young people, I want you to know, your day has come 
and we that are older are going to lead you right on into it. Boy, that's terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible that you do a little patty cake for Jesus. I need some help with my voice. Won't you give the Lord a shout with a voice of triumph? Glory to God. You found Galatians chapter 5. We've talked about stand fast. Everybody say stand fast. Verse 16. This I say, then walk in the Spirit. Do what? Walk in the Spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. We're over here trying to get people to stop walking in the flesh. How many of you, <coughs> excuse me, how many of you, since you've been born again, have ever had trouble with your flesh? Then if you didn't raise your hand, then I trust you haven't been born again. We've all had trouble with our flesh. We've all had it. I've had mine. In fact, I, just this morning, I turned to Zona and I said, what did I do? And she turned to me and looked at me and she goes, because my head is arguing with my spirit. She went, I said, okay, shut your mouth, Ronnie. Turn to your neighbor and say, your number one problem is one inch below your nose. You got to shut the mouth. Shut the mouth. If you walk in the Spirit, listen carefully. If you walk in the Spirit, if you walk in the Spirit, if you walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Do you know why there's so much flesh in church? Because we haven't allowed ourselves to be trained and developed walking in the Spirit every day. Zona mentioned it in Bible study. Many people think that the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues is for emergency purposes only, and it's your way of escape. I, Zona and I have had that. Where, where we, we've had people confront us and say, well, I thought it was just for that. Well, those same people weren't here. They called them, well, I've been raised in church. I told somebody one time, your family hasn't been raised in church. It's been raised around it. They looked at me, kind of shocked. She, she said, you know, you're right. There's a big difference. Big, big difference. In the last days, God is raising up a group of people that will die to their flesh. And that's what Paul said in the book of Romans. Consider yourselves indeed dead. Okay? That will die to the flesh to learn to walk after the Spirit in everyday life. 
God never designed you to be led by your head. He designed you to be led by your spirit. Now listen very carefully. Here's another thing that many, many people don't understand. Jesus came when he says you must be born again. What's he talking about born again? When he talked to Nicodemus, he said you must be born from above. In other words, you've got to, be, you've got to have your spirit reborn. Born again means not only having your sins forgiven, but you receive a brand new spirit. Now, many people are saying when you get born again, the Holy Spirit comes in. Now, now listen, listen carefully. Two separate experiences. If you get them together, you'll make excuses for your intellect. Okay? When you got born again, your spirit becomes the container. Everybody say container. container. If I was to come out here with a, a, a glass of water, a pitcher of water and a glass, and that, that glass was dirty, if I poured water, pure water, into that dirty glass, what happens to the water? Thank you, Jesus. The spirit of learning is here. So what do you got to do? Be born again. A brand new purified vessel that's not contaminated with sin. So that the outpouring of the spirit can fill you up. Everybody say, fill you up. I said, fill you up. Fill. Fill. If I just pour a little bit and I get halfway, that's not full. If I get to the brim, that's not full. If I get, I have to pour until I'm, there's no room left except for overflow. Now you see what the world is going to see on what I'm talking about. It's going to overflow out of your spirit into your everyday life whereby it will be seen on you. Do you understand now what I'm saying? But our churches have not done this. We haven't done a very good job because we think that it's all about just going to heaven when you die. And yeah, well, you're going to go to heaven when you die, but it, it's... There's a lot of Christians that are so earthly-minded they're no heavenly good here on earth. All right. For the flesh, verse 17, lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Watch this. And these are contrary one to another. Watch this. So that what ye cannot do, I mean, so that ye cannot do the things that you would. Did you get that? There are things that, that you come to, we come into a meeting like this and the Holy Spirit bursts it on the inside of you and then you go right back out there Monday through Saturday and, and, and walk after the, the flesh. And let me just tell you what I'm going to be after today. It's called pride. Because fallen human nature is full of it. Why is that? Because it's the nature of the devil. 
And so we, we get all of that. The Holy Spirit can burst something right here, but you have not learned to walk after the Spirit. So when you go into your everyday life, you go back to the carnal way of thinking, and then guess what? You talk yourself right out of it. Now, I know what I'm talking about. There are things that God's put in my spirit that I wouldn't tell nobody because if I told anybody, first of all, they'd laugh at me and my pride would go down the tube. Turn to your neighbor and say, <laughs> So I wouldn't say anything. And then if I said anything, I'd have to depend on God to pull it off because it's bigger than me. Eyes not seen, ears not heard. Okay? God designed for you to be led by your spirit under the influence of the Holy Spirit who comes to fill up your spirit because He wants to broaden your spirit. Because we have been highly developed in carnality. Now listen carefully. Carnal or fleshly thinking is defined this way. It's sense and reasoning without, say without, without, the influence of the Holy Spirit. God's told us to do some things. That I, I've been sitting in services where God, where God told me to do something and I, I, my head was rattling. Arguing. Arguing. And if... Thank God I stayed long enough in that service and didn't just get up and leave because the preacher challenged me. I stayed in the service long enough. Y'all didn't get that. You know how long long enough is? Until it's through. They said, well, we got to eat sometime. Well, you, you look like you need to fast and pray. This devil comes not out but by prayer and fasting. Now, pay attention here, because we've got to grab a hold of something. Because what's going to transpire, many people are not ready for. It's going to get brighter for those who learn to walk after the Spirit. It's going to get darker for those who don't. And there's been many people that have fallen, God's people, that have fallen in that latter category. If you think it's going to get better in the world, then that's not what I'm preaching but it's going to get better in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God, God's going to use the church to push back the enemy until the church is taken out. It's not quite time. It's fast approaching. Uh, how many of you ever remember that song, The King is Coming? All right, the King is Coming. You, need to, you can always look that up probably on... YouTube, so when I say these things, write them down and you can look it up. The king is coming. For years I heard that, the king is coming, the king is coming. And it's a very great song. But we would get all lathered up in a church service and then go right back out there and do exactly with that song, exactly what we did the week before. Never learn to walk after the Spirit. Now pay attention right here. If you really believe that His coming is right around the corner, 
If God told you that next week at this time, I'm going to come, would you set on your blessed assurance and not make ready for the king? If the king is coming, you're supposed to prepare the way for the king to come. Pastor Zona taught on Thursday. She did a great job. Her and Nita been talking about wisdom's preparation, and, and she taught on Matthew 25. Listen carefully. I'm not just shooting the air and wasting a bunch of time with you. I want you to listen. There were ten... Virgins. Everybody say virgins. virgins. They did not know a man. They were bridesmaids. They heard that it's getting ready for the, the wedding. Five were wise and five were foolish. Both, all, all ten of them were virgins. They were all called to be bridesmaids. Five was prepared and brought extra oil. Everybody say oil. oil. Well, do you know what the word oil means in the New Testament? The anointing of the Holy Spirit. Five were foolish. And the bridegroom came in an hour they thought not. They thought they had plenty time to lollygag. You don't know what lollygagging is? Preload loaf. And all of a sudden, he knocks on the door, and the five foolish made this statement. Well, give us some of your oil. And they said, we wouldn't have enough for ourselves. Go get your own. Hurry, go buy it. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. Took the five wives, uh, wise, not wives, wives, Wise and put them in the in the in inside, and locked the door. The five foolish come knocking on the door. They said, "Well, wait, 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 wait. We're, we're here for the marriage supper." So we don't. And the porter says, "We don't know who you are. Are you listening now? Okay. How many of you are going to give me some time here?" I'm going somewhere. God's going to do some stuff for some of you today. Let me go over here real quick. Give this to me, verse, uh, chapter 5, verses 22 through 26 out of the Passion Translation. The, all right, we're ready. Look at this. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within, your within you is divine love in all its various varied expressions. Okay? Joy that overflows. Peace that subdues. Patience that endures. Kindness in action. A life full of virtue. Faith that prevails gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities. 
for they are meant to be what? Limitless. Limitless. If you've been a peach tree and you've been producing just a few peaches, God wants to load you down. Turn to your neighbor and say, you just so peachy. You say, Pastor Ronnie, what, what are you referencing? I'm referencing this. This is where we're going to go. This is the last verse. Luke. And we'll put it, Luke chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. Again, out of the Passion Translation. Luke, there we go. But John made it clear by telling them, there is one coming who's mightier than I. He is supreme. And in fact, I'm not worthy of even being his slave. I can only baptize you in this river. But he will baptize you in the spirit of holiness and into his raging fire. If there's going to be a revival in America, it has to be a baptism of fire. And it will produce joy. Because when he's talking about fire here, he's not talking about fiery trials. The Bible says God is a consuming fire. Okay? So he's not talking about the fiery trial meant to try you. He's talking about a fire that will consume your adversary. The greatest problem we have in our lives is not our circumstances, it's not our families, it's not those that are around us, it's that fallen human nature that came through the fall of Adam and Eve that always contradicts the moving of the Holy Spirit down here. And that right there, my friend, is what's keeping you out of joy. Okay? The other day it was very cold at the house. You know, been through the freezing, I don't, you know, cold weather. I was meditating on these things before Wednesday. I think it was Monday or Tuesday. And so I put a fire in the fireplace. Don't ask me to do it. And so I put a fire in the fireplace. Glory to God. This is going, this is going to minister to you right here. You're going to get the bottom line of where I'm talking about. And I put those logs on there and it got a raging fire, a, a real warm fire, and it started getting warm in there. And I'm sitting there, she's reading her Bible, and I'm reading mine, and I look over there and stop reading, and I just started watching that fire. And this is what the Holy Spirit told me. He said, Ronnie, you know what's burning in that fireplace? Dead wood. Everybody say dead wood. And guess what? That dead wood, when you put it on the fire, is bringing you satisfaction. 
In fact, I got up and stood by that fire and turned my buttocks towards it. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of get the backside warmed up. Glory to God. Started getting satisfaction. Are you following me? But then after it burned for a little while, it started going down to just coals. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me again. He said, if you want to keep that flame burning, you got to go get some more wood. Dead wood. Now let me ask you a question. Or let me put it another way. How much of your everyday life is full of dead wood? And then we want to know why God doesn't talk to our spirit. Every person in this room has got enough dead wood to keep their fire burning. But you got to put it in the fireplace. you got to put it on the fire. Now listen. Glory to God. God's been dealing with me for, for weeks. And I'm going to make another statement right here and then I'm going to just so you know, for all of those that have a little white on top, I would rather die in faith than to live in unbelief. And a lot of people are living in unbelief. God's people. Are you following me? This younger generation wants to see about the fire you've been talking about. Where is the God of Elijah? Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? Well, he's not dead. He didn't fall off the throne. He didn't get shook by COVID. Of course, a lot of our carnality was shook by it. Glory to God. Here's what I observed, and I'm going to close with this. Richard, get ready. Here's what I want you to see. When the, they went into the upper room and were baptized with the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And cloven tongues of fire set upon each one of them. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As that took place, people began to mock them. They began to what? Everybody say mock. I want to make sure you hear me. Why is that? Because they cannot discern what's happening. Are you following? Others were in amazement. We hear the wonderful works of God being told. And it come to a conclusion. I remember when I was baptized with the Holy Spirit at nine years of age. My dad told me I came up there with two other men. I'm nine and they're, they're men. They're young men. Dad came to me and he said, Ronnie, when I lay my hands on you, the Holy Spirit's going to come on you. And when he does... I want you to begin to speak in that. I want you to just let it go and begin to speak in that heavenly language. You know, sometimes kids 
uh, do better at receiving this than grown-ups because they're not full of unbelief. Are you, are you listening? Kids don't have a pride problem. Are you, you, you missed it. Well, what are they going to think? Kid, I didn't care. Dad laid his hands on me and I bounced like a BB. Bam! On concrete. And he let me have a few minutes of just, Woo! And then he said, Ronnie, that's not what I told you. I told you, and when I lay my hands on you, you're going to begin to speak another language. He laid his hands on me a second time. When he did, I began to beller out in tongues of fire. Are you listening? Glory to God. Some of y'all's heads just spinning really big right now. Here's my point. Why did God choose to do it this way? Where the natural man can, is thinking you're just a bunch of idiots. Why did God do that? Because all of humanity is full of fallen human nature, which is just full of pride and ego. And the Holy Ghost will burn it right out of you. So that when He leads you and guides you from in here, you'll know it's in here. You know He's talking and your head, you're not trying to figure it out with your head. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Some of us have been so full of grief, sorrow, but one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy that's unspeakable. In other words, it says joy that's unspeakable and full and full and full of glory. Everybody say glory. What did he say? That light is going to come on you and that glory shall be seen on you. The very thing that the world is mocking is the very thing that the world needs. And God is looking for some people that are not going to get their fat head in the way of the moving of His Spirit. Because He said, listen carefully, He said, man works in vain that builds a house except the Lord build it. Not by my might, not by my power, but by His Spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now this is what I'm going to do. We're going to sing. You thought I was going to let you go home. Not until we're through. Now you want your deliverance? Or you want a patty cake and worry about whether or not what you're going to eat and go in a parking lot and argue with your spouse about it? Do you want some freedom? You want some joy in your life? I want some joy. Glory to God. As we sing these songs, and I don't know how many there'll be, and you may get out sometime before this afternoon's over. The point is, do you want it? Are you hungry for it? Pastor Zona mentioned a commercial. It's not a commercial that really, she talked about 
be, get ready, be ready, and stay ready. Yes. There's a commercial, advertises beer. We're not advertising drinking unless it's the Holy Ghost wine. And he turns and he says, stay thirsty, my friend. Some of y'all need some. You need to stay thirsty. I'm thirsty for the Holy Spirit, aren't you? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what I see in here. Okay? What I see in here. I saw a young man in the past. Thank you, Jesus. This young man in the past, I don't know what his trouble was, but he went to a little, I think his little prayer meeting during the day. Glory to God. As a little kid, I came into that building and I saw this young man historically, I mean, not historically, but how would I say it? Radically laughing out of control. Just totally laughing. It was a deep belly laugh. And every time he'd try to pull it together, he'd just break out all over again. Do you remember it? I got news for you. God has said, today is the day that your mourning is over. It's over. Today is the day that a joy that cannot be explained were you, the tears that you've cried now is going to be replaced with a laughter that's uncontrollable. It'll not only be in this time, but it'll be out there where you live. You're going to find yourself laughing. Because I'm going to restore the time. I'm going to restore the joy. <laughs> the day of sorrow and mourning is gone. Today is a day to laugh. Today is a day to shout. For that joy breaks forth in the name of Jesus. It breaks forth with hilarious glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. It'll be a joy not of the mind, but it'll be a joy of the spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God. Whoa, hallelujah. Woo, woo, hallelujah. Oh, ha-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-sai. Oh, yes, when people ask you from this moment on, why are you crying? 
I can't help it. I'm laughing so hard. Glory to God. The devil lost. God's won. You will spend your latter years flourishing. You're not sitting and waiting on anything else except the being led by the Spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Out of your innermost being shall come rivers of joy. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That day that happened to you, Larry, is, is nothing more, glory to God, a taste of what's happening now. Glory to God. 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 Rejoice in the Lord. Your day of mourning is gone. It's broken over you. Your day of regret has been blotted out. Glory to God. Your days of sorrow, they're gone right now. Right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Don't slip into your carnal mind right now. Glory to God. Oh, Glory to God. Glory to God. Just let it out. Just let it out. Let it out. Yes. Glory to God. Give me a give me a microphone. There is a joy unspeakable and full of glory. right here. Take a few minutes right here. Get your, get your head set to the side. For the task is too great for your intellect. The problems are too great for you to try to figure out the answer. But the joy of the Lord. When you get into the joy of the Lord, you can hear from God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you. Are you going to say something? Part of that thing. Part of that receiving is yielding to it. Right. Yielding to it. Let it go. Let it go. Glory to God. Zona's never really got to tell this in a long time. But in 1994, when she was attacked with ovarian cancer, the most aggressive of that style, 
two major surgeries within a week, six months worth of chemotherapy. They started chemotherapy right away while she had staples right here. My point, you're going to get the point here in just a minute. God had already given her words. She had peace, but there was a whole bunch of joy. <laughs> a whole bunch of joy. And I'm going to be honest with you. She had more joy sometimes than I did. But that joy sustained her while her body was catching up. Glory to God. That's been how long? 30? 92. Oh, wow. It's been 30. It'll be 31 years. Here. And in fact, we're coming up on the anniversary. The point of what I want you to see is, yes, you're going to have some problems. It's going to get darker out there. Ain't going to get any better. But I'm going to tell you right now, glory to God, God's not forsaken you, failed you, left you alone. He says, I'm going to give you a part of me. Amen. And he said, listen, this, this is nothing new to the church. What do you think calls the apostles and, and, and the persecution for them to sail through it. What caused them not only to sail through it, but have an answer? Right. Glory to God. It was the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord gets you where you can hear from God. Anxiety. Stress. Murmuring. Belly aching. Going along with the rest of the world gives you no hope. Strips you of any hope. But glory to God, the joy of the Lord. My God's never failed me, and He ain't going to get rid of the yet. He ain't going to fail you either. In the future, He didn't fail you in the past. He ain't going to fail you now. Glory to God. Some of you, listen carefully. Some of you, I see it right now. Glory to God. Some of you this week are going to get some news that ain't going to be pleasant to your head. But the Holy Ghost is going to provide for you a well of salvation. And He wants you to drink it. And then this is what they want you to do. Slap your knees and say, The devil said what? <laughs> the devil said what? Just because you said that devil... Well, I'm going to come out on top. Not only, you would have been better off leaving me alone. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Let's, let's worship Him. Let me, let, let's sing this last song. I know what time it is. It's time for you to just stay in this atmosphere for a minute. Because some of you, it took you a long time to get messed up the way you are now. And you won't. You won't. Let's get, get past your head. We're going to sing this next song. And we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to worship the Lord. Your day of mourning is over. Don't get comfortable in mourning. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't make it a habitual behavior. Glory to God. Let's sing, Richard.
just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind because I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus I just want to speak the name of Jesus over dark addiction starts to break declaring that
just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind because I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus 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 we glorify you shout Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in here put your, put your hand right there say the fire's in here glory to God it's in here glory to God now bring everything every thought into subjection to this you understand it's in here it's in here out of your innermost being. King James says, out of your belly, your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Glory to God. Oh, you've had thirsty situations. We're about to see a watered garden. Glory to God. Get ready. Come here. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, I thank you right now for a baptism of joy. Glory to God. Not just in this building for today, but a baptism of joy over every situation. Throughout the week, when there ain't nobody around. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Come close it out. This day, 
The spirit of joy has come to this house. Don't take it lightly. It was not just another service. But this day, the wave of the glory of the Lord has flown into this place. And it's up to you to let that fire inside of you continually burn. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't look at the circumstances of your life. But rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. When it looks dark, looks impossibility, rejoice. For the joy, the joy, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You're not moved by what you see. You're not moved by what you feel. You're not moved by what you hear. Because there's negative, negativism all over the world. But greater is he that's within you than he that is in the world. So again I say rejoice. 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 Hallelujah. 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 You're going to have a great week. But it won't be through these eyes. It'll be through the eyes of the Spirit of the living God. Glory to God. You're not moved by what you hear. You're not moved by what it seems like for your God. Let me tell you this right quick. I, I, I lost my phone. And uh, I went two days without it. And I thought, okay, well, I went out to see my other brother, Norman. And I called Norman. I said, Norman, maybe my phone fell out on the couch. He looked and said, no. So, being a preacher's kid, being a preacher, I finally got around to what I should have done in the first place. I said, Lord, you know where that phone is. Bring that phone to me. Oh, Lord, help me find that phone. I need that phone. And it wasn't five minutes. Somebody at the door rung my doorbell and said, hey, I got your phone. <laughs> Listen, it, I thank God for the testimonies of yesterday. I thank God we've seen them. Us Allens have seen many great miracles. But this is the day that God is bringing them back to this house. Uh, and you're going to see them. You're going to experience them. Not only in this auditorium, but you're going to experience them yourself. Don't forget to minister to people. Pray for people. Rejoice. Again, I say, Glory. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.